Santa, and I'll prove it. I'm Santa Claus. <gasps> what? 27. No, I'm Santa Claus. Six? We're also Santa Claus. And I'm his friend Jesus. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 3, A Tale of Two Santas. Boy howdy, the uh, the holiday season just keeps coming back around faster than you know it. Especially today of all days. I just, yes, I find great terrible irony in the fact that we're discussing this season's christmas episode the uh we're recording it the day after the fourth of july it is 91 degrees and we're recording in an apartment on the top story of this particular domicile with all the windows closed and all the fans off so that we can give you that good good audio quality the audio magic if you will also the strun the strun oh lord the sun is streaming in the windows. It's we're baking. Yeah, this is basically the dumbest thing we could be doing right now, and you get to listen to it. Hooray! So you should feel happy about that. <laughs> well, there is a part in this episode where they're they are wearing nice short shorts. It's as true. as we both are. Like it is the it is this season's Christmas episode. Which uh, I know I've mentioned uh, in, on our last Xmas episode that I am not a particularly huge fan of uh, holiday episodes. So, um, are you spoiling grades? N- no, I no, I, I would never do that. Never spoil the sanctity of grades. I say I would never do that, but I kind of do that all the time. So. It's true. Uh, it's fair. <laughs> Yes, let's let's get into this this episode before we die of heat stroke. Um, so there's snow at Planet Express, which sounds like a cosmic Damn joke. Damn it, that sounds like the best thing. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, snow directly onto me, please. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So it's snowing at Planet Express. Uh, they are watching the news. Yeah. Uh, apparently, on Zarlon Seven, the polar bear club there dives into a river of ammonia. There were no survivors. It still sounds better than being this in, in this apartment. Uh, I will retract my opinion. I I think I'd be I prefer to be alive and hot than completely dead. But we can have differing opinions. We'll see how you feel by the end of this recording. Who boy? So the other thing going on on this newscast is they have the head of Walter Cronkite. They on, sure do on to discuss. Xmas and what it means for humanity. Uh, a big, a big old warning. Uh, Bender finds him too trustworthy. Yeah, the, he's talking about you know make sure to bolt up your doors and whatever because uh, Santa is gonna be coming to town yet again for more mayhem and shenanigans. Oh, those shenanigans and mischief, and also cold-blooded murder. Like he he does that. It's true. It's sort of Santa's mo. It's true. 
Um, so uh, as Walter Cronkite finishes his warning, Hermes boards up the television screen. And yeah, they, they say, oh, well, you know, we got to go hide. And Fry's like, oh, it's fine. That's wood show starting to get boring anyways. <laughs> and he's like flipping the channels and it's just... You can, you can hear the channels flipping behind there, but, it, but because the wood is on top of the screen, he cannot see anything. It's wonderful. I love it. Um, so yeah, they, they lock down the house and uh, Professor says that we're doomed. But good thing I had this bulletproof shutters installed. And it goes over the entirety of the building. Well, specifically, he says every year we're doomed, which is a great, <laughs> terrible outlook to have uh-huh. on life in general. Every year we're doomed. It's true. But that's why you got, got the shutters installed. So win-win? It's Win-lose? Lo- Win-lose or draw. Do you remember that show? I do not. <laughs> it was a it was I, a game show. It was I, basically I, Pictionary. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> It was a play on words because it, it, it was, sure was. You yeah. win and you lose and you draw. But mostly, mostly you draw. It was a play on words, Mike. Uh huh. <laughs> how, how do play on words work? Let's let's go deep into this while I'm frying in my own oh, juices. Oh boy, yeah. No, this is this is going to be either the best or the worst episode of all time. I'm going to lean towards worst, considering by the end we may not remember what Futurama is. We we may have melted into puddles and then somehow one of our friends has put up, put this up as our as our uh oh what's the thing that you do not that uh, eulogy that's the one i was thinking euphemism for some reason it started ben's eulogy corner <laughs> ben's eulogy corner he died as he lived recording a dumb podcast <laughs> sweating profusely sweating profusely the the ben story it, it it does spell out trespassers will be shot in uh, nice holiday lights. I thought that was a really nice touch. Mm-hmm. It's all about the aesthetic, really, when you're trying to barricade yourself in from a rampaging murderous robot Santa. Absolutely. Well, you got to make it fun somehow. The professor says that the bloodthirsty cavalier junkie won't touch them as long as they're not stupid enough to leave this building. Hooray! On a related matter, you'll be delivering this sack of letters directly to Santa on his death fortress on Neptune. It's it, it, Futurama is very good at doing this kind of like turnaround, like a, a great thing followed by you're going to die. <laughs> I, lo- I love this kind of like flip of I mean it's kind of the emotion. professor's MO in general it's I, fair the, the show uh, a lot of characters on the show do it but I feel like it's the professor's like thing that's true yeah like he says good news everybody um, and then uh, gives the worst news possible uh-huh and uh for like three episodes he says he's already in his pajamas so yeah he kind of stopped doing that didn't he that's a shame. I thought it was a pretty good catchphrase. I don't actually <laughs> think that's a good ca- catchphrase. Please don't at me at that. And so they take off and start heading toward the planet Neptune. O- on the way, they start reading some of these letters, which are just like terrible. like Letters from kids about how like last year you shot a bicycle at me from your bicycle gun. Uh, this year, could you give me a coffin because you choked out my grandpa and he's starting to smell like Xmas. If you know what I mean. Yeah, that that kid doesn't need to be saying if you know what I mean. That We know that that guy's dead. <laughs> you were asking for a coffin. Yeah, and Fry, Fry gets really depressed at this because he says, well, back in my day, Xmas it was about bringing people together, not blowing them apart. Which is a surprisingly clever wordplay for, for Fry. It's I true, think. yeah. Well, and he wants to 
to try to bring back the Xmas that he remembers. Somehow. He doesn't really have a plan yet. He just says that he he wants to do this. Wait, Fry doesn't have a plan? Tell me more. I told you everything there is to tell you. That's true, but he often does not have plans. He just kind of goes by the seat of his pants at all times. So they land... Characterization! They land on Neptune. At Jolly Junction. I didn't catch the name of it. I just called it the slums of Neptune. Because it's it, also true. Uh huh. Also, I don't know how they landed on Neptune because it's an ice giant made out of like gas and ice, but that's fine. Details, whatever. Who needs science <laughs> on this science fiction television show? I know. I'm just. They did say it was the North Pole of Neptune. That doesn't make any difference. Just. Look, I'm just, they get so many science things right, it's weird to me that they're just like, oh, hey, by the way, Neptune, rocky planet now. So, like, Na- if they if they had named it something different, like, Claws 7, would yeah, you Yeah, be-, be fine with that. Well, dang it, Futurama, you should have just renamed the thing. It's just weird to me. I, I have a love of space and planets and things like that. I know way too many facts about planets that... Will never come in handy except for pointing out inaccuracies on science fiction cartoon shows. Now let's let's consider an alternative way. Maybe they terraformed it in the thousand years that Fry was asleep. I'm impressed, but surprised. That's what she said. So nice. <laughs> um, Sorry, everybody. This is go- <laughs> we 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 can confirm this is going to be the worst episode of Back to the Future we've done, and we apologize profusely. Yeah, they land in, sorry, what was it, Jolly Junction? Jolly Junction. It's kind of, I think when you said it was the slums, it was pretty legit. It's it's kind of dilapidated. There are like broken like houses that have, the roofs have collapsed. You can hear dogs barking and like r- aggressive barking and you can hear like gunshots and things like that. So it's it's not, it's, it, uh, Jolly Junction has seen better, more jollier days. It's also full of very short versions of Elzar, basically, because Elzar is Neptunian. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Good connection, Ben. Yep. You never caught that? Never, never in a, never in seventeen years. I haven't. Okay. Well, yes, that Elzar is a Neptunian, and oh, so they're like little versions of Elzar because they they are not they don't grow very tall because they are not fed. It's true. Santa does not feed them. Um, they're all also paired off and like. So they they've got two sets of arms. Yes. And each one is holding hands with another one uh with one of with on one side. Yeah, they're like paired off in a way. And do we ever actually get an ex- explanation for that? It's just like that's how they exist. That's how they exist. I don't think I mean the only thing that I can think of is they're talking about the sh- the short shorts later on, but well, sure, but I mean, like... It's very, very vague. Well, and it's like they, they, with the exception... Well, we'll we'll get to the exceptions later because... But for the most part, it's almost like they're almost literally attached at the hip. Like... It's true, yeah. When, where one goes, their partner has to go as well. Right. But we'll get to that in a moment. We will. So, yeah, we find out that they all live in poverty because... The toy factory has been closed down for a long time. Mm-hmm. In fact, on the side it says uh, "toy warehouse closed, coming soon, crack house." It's good that they're advertising. Well, you wanna you wanna get people to know about it ahead of time so that you can drum up that 
hype. It's true. Hype is very important when mm-hmm. building brands, especially for crack houses. Yes. I assume that's correct. <laughs> they tend to go to the the illicit drug well sometimes, and it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they. I mean, this is a little social commentary, though, of course. Yeah, sure, but the also fa- the factory is closed, and now what does the what does the community have? There's the episode where where the addict is trying to get crack out of a, a vending machine. It's true, and in a much later episode. Uh, he buys a crack mansion. So it's true. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. The actually that one arc that you just described is <laughs> is an arc I kind of never realized was there. Like it is there, but it's like way under the surface. It's a meta plot about one futuristic crack addict. Well, hey, he now has a mansion in the future. In the future, he does. So yeah, there's there's no reason to make the toys anymore, mostly because Santa finds everybody to be naughty, which is consistent with how he was per- portrayed last year, or last Christmas episode, ex- excuse me, Xmas episode. Thank you. I always forget. Pronunciation is important. Let me ask, ask you something. What, nice, a I, swing and a miss. <laughs> you know how I don't know words. I do a podcast with you. I know exactly how you, you don't you know words. You cut out a lot of the words that I fail at. But you leave in a lot more. So yeah, everyone is naughty. Um, there's no no reason to make toys. You know, they're walking around the town and just checking out sort of the the poverty of it all. Uh, they live in gingerbread houses, which Bender just points out like, hey, why don't you just eat your houses if you're starving? And It's food or shelter, not both. Which is a, you know, it's a valid point that I also probably wouldn't have thought of. Sure, but you can do remodels. You know, like you need to demo a wall. Hey, mm-hmm. you have a nice lunch. This is enough to get the Planet Express crew to decide that this is just not healthy and they need to do something about it. And so they get a pair of Neptunians to help uh, with their cunning plan. And this is this is where that sort of like they they go wherever their partner goes because one of a pair volunteers... And then the other one looks down at the hands that they're holding, and he's like, ah, oh, crap. Also, I noted that uh, the one who volunteers, I called him Neptunian Millhouse. He kind of is Neptunian Millhouse. Because he's kind of Neptunian Millhouse. He's got the big glasses and kind of a dorky voice. It's true. And is way too excited about dumb things, like going to a death fortress. So, <laughs> yes, in, yeah, Neptunian Millhouse. Yes, indeed. I'm going to name band Neptunian Millhouse. I like it. Any any ideas for song or album names? It's going to be a cover band. Okay. Of Fallout Boy because okay. Millhouse plays Fallout Boy in that episode on The Simpsons. He does. See, there are levels to this. I like it. But it's going to be something weird like a country band okay. that does Fallout Boy covers. Okay. We're getting somewhere. It's called with this. Neptunian Millhouse. Interesting. This is a very interesting picture you're painting. It is not. It is absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you for feigning interest. I I am nothing but a feigner of interest. I don't think feigner is a word. One who feigns. Neptunian Millhouse and his cohort, um, which I guess would be Neptunian Bart. Neptunian, just like Bart. Just like Bart. (laughs) 
Neptunian Millhouse and Neptunian Bart. Uh, why not? Why not? They lead up. Uh, they they take the Planet Express crew into the Death Fortress in a big sack of what one would imagine is toys. Uh, mail. Oh yeah, because they're delivering they're the delivering, mail. Yeah, they're delivering a big sack of mail to to Santa. I I knew that. It's okay. I was too busy thinking about my new country band. It's gonna be great. So you you're a cover band of Fall Out Boy, and uh, what's the album? Are you gonna put out an album, or you're just gonna start? playing gigs uh we gotta start playing gigs first okay because you gotta drum up enough support to get an album kickstarted oh and then okay. once the album's kickstarted you can release an album okay so you're crowdfunding this album uh yes because i don't think many studios are going to give me money for this project well you gotta put money in to make money you rent some time get an album going then tour for that album yeah that's how you get the 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 people in omaha to listen to your your country music band about fallout boy uh, covers fallout boy covers yes absolutely okay a reinterpretation of fallout boy let's not let's not call it cover band it's a reinterpretation Uh, I'm trying to. I'm looking up Fallout Boy album names to see if I have some sort of joke about that. <laughs> thank you for, the, for but, thank you for the behind the scenes look into your joke process. Uh, no, I got nothing. Wait, we we keep prolonging this. Like we're like, oh, it's so hot in here. Let's <laughs> let's do this episode really quick, so we don't. And then we spend twenty minutes talking about fallout boy a band that i don't even listen to a band that we can't name a single song that they do without googling it yeah let's talk about that instead of futurama yeah because that's what people want to listen to on this futurama podcast the fallout boy for people that don't listen to fallout boy welcome to the fallout boy cast i'm ben and I'm Mike. And today we're talking about a band that we don't listen to. I would like to enumerate what I know about the band. Um, a, it is a band. B, it is named Fallout Boy. C, they have albums, I'm assuming. That is the complete list. Well, that concludes the series. Wonderful. Should we get back to this Futurama podcast please, that we do? <laughs> please, 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 let's do this. They go into the Death Fortress. There are dogs barking to jingle bells. Oh, yeah, that's that's nice. I like that. Um, so so the, the, Leela's plan is to jump out. They, they are contained within the mail bag, and their plan is to jump out and then have Leela uh, deliver a, a logical paradox. So they jump out of the, <laughs> they jump out of the mail bag and... <laughs> Leela delivers the logical paradox, which I did uh, could not note. Uh, the logical paradox that she delivers is that he is designed to destroy those who are naughty, but in destroying people, he himself is naughty, and therefore he should destroy himself. Which I argue is not a logical paradox, because that relies on the premise that he believes himself to be naughty. He's the judge, and therefore... He doesn't have to judge himself to be naughty. 
Well, not even he's not just the judge. He's the judge, jury, and executioner. He is not Judge Judy and Executioner. <laughs> Sorry, that's my favorite bit from Hot F- One of my favorite bits from Hot Fuzz. Actually, it's there's a lot of good bits in Hot Fuzz, actually. Welcome to the Hot Fuzz fan cast. No, I'm just saying, if you haven't watched <laughs> Hot Fuzz, it's definitely worth no, watching. No, it's good. I, I'll probably have to rewatch it to, to get all the specific <laughs> gags you just mentioned. Uh, the one. The one. Um, but yes. Uh, so yeah, it kind of looks like it works. His head kind of like... Even though Ben has is, is saying that it's not a logical paradox, uh, it seems to get the robot robot Santa, whose head explodes, and then his head pops back out from his torso. And he says, "Nice try," but my head has uh, paradox, paradox absorbing crumple zones, which would be great for players of Mage: The Ascension. Just throwing that out there to any Mage fans out there, you know what I'm talking about. Are Are you trying to give me a hint that we're going to do a Mage: The Ascension game? No, I'm just, no, it's just what I, it's just what I thought of. I see that impish grin. No. Why would you think of such a (laughs) mage game? Me that I I really hope that it comes across on audio because it was hilarious in video. Let's hurry up this stupid thing. Let's, um, so Santa, uh, decides to take him out. He pulls out a big rocket launcher and shoots it at him. And they run out of the door, the the room into this elevator, and the top, the warhead part of this missile, yeah, uh, gets chopped off by the elevator, which is some pretty strong elevator doors. Pretty strong elevator, yeah. Um, um, they they get to the floor that they're trying to get to and run out, and Leela is carrying the warhead and <laughs> says, "Wait, this is what we're running from," and tosses it back in the elevator. I love it because it's a rare moment where Leela is just really. Like, dumb like lost the plot entirely like uh-huh. oh this is something else that was in there of course usually she's pretty on the ball but this is a, a rare instance where she's just like i'm gonna run with this bomb and it's phenomenal but it's, yeah she it, it's wonderful she tosses it back into the elevator and they hop on this uh sled and fry's like faster faster and because they're not moving at they're not all. moving whatsoever the warhead explodes and they sled down this hill down from the death fortress and they all run onto the ship they uh start to take off and leela's pushing buttons frantically um, saying when i do stuff like this the ship moves turns out they're not moving because santa is down there holding on to the end of the ship mm-hmm. and just preventing it from taking off however this allows the ice under Santa to melt and turn into a puddle, which he like kind of gets submerged into the neck, and it is refrozen around him. And now Santa is stuck in the ice. Uh, Fry decides it's a good thing because now he will become Santa, and he himself will deliver toys to the billions of children on Earth. It's decided that not no human could do it, not even evil can evil. <laughs> Um, so they, they need to get a robot to do it. Well, Bender specifically points out that it would take some sort of robot to do it. Everybody kind of stares at him for a moment. Like, oh crap, I'm some sort of robot. Uh, the Neptunians are really excited to get back to work. Uh, so they sing a song about it and which their souls are kind of crushed by how fast and how, you know, slave, slave drivey the, uh, the planet express crew is they are getting after them well you you missed a very awkward part where when they are all cheering 
they go hip hip hooray and they throw their hats up into the air and then hooray and then they throw their clothes up into the air and then hooray and they throw their underwear up into the air um you're looking at sort of the air above them Mm -hmm. at this point to avoid any weird neptunian nudity Uh uh-huh but hey i just see that as body positivity well, for one, that would never make it past the censors, even if it was on Fox. But for two, it's just a very awkward, like, yay, we're celebrating, nude. Like, it seems to... That's a <laughs> bit of an escalation. Hey, I, I'm not a Neptunian. I don't know what they like. No, that's fair. I shouldn't judge. I don't know any Neptunians. It's I've never true. been to Neptune. Mm-hmm. Let's Let's walk a mile in their tiny little shoes. But then, yes, they... They get to work, and yeah, there's a whole song number. Um, it's it's really a nice song. It's not as good as the one in um, uh, How Hermes Requisition is Groove Back, but it's a it's incredibly earwormy. And yeah, they they basically bemoan the sort of poor working conditions while time simultaneously being happy. One of them gets a toy lodged in his brain. Uh, the Planet Express crew sort of get on them about how crappy, the crappy toys all are. the toys are but hey some of these gorillas are okay hooray we're adequate <laughs> i mean sometimes that's the best you can hope for it's true if you enjoy this podcast <laughs> please uh rate and subscribe on itunes and rate us adequate that would be phenomenal hey that's really all we're looking for some here. of these episodes are okay yes some of most of the time these these dummies are adequate to listen to while doing something else entirely anyways uh yeah i don't really have any other things to add about that little song that they give it's 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 really quite nice i do i do like it a lot it it not to not to overshadow grades but i think this is one of the best moments in the episode okay to me at least we can talk about that when grades comes because I don't. I would hate to spoil grades. Yo, you doing okay over there? I'm so hot. <laughs> Me too. Let's keep going. Okay. Uh, so Bender loads up the sleigh full of uh, toys, adequate he, toys, adequate toys, and he heads to Earth, and he starts to deliver all of them. Um, he goes to a first house where he has to bend the bars to get in, and then the family says, it's time to take your suicide p- pills, uh, kids. So they won't suffer. Um, he says, no, no, no. I- I'm a good Santa. See, I have triominoes. <laughs> and they just beat him mercilessly. I, I just like, I should just go to places and, and like go to parties and be like, I come bearing triominoes. I don't know. Bender's legs look pretty destroyed after he suggested Triominoes at all. Fair point. Um, better board game to bring to parties? Go. Catan. Nice. Good call. I approve. So, Alternate tri- ticket to ride. I had that in my head earlier today, and now it's going to be back in my head. The so song or the song? Oh, yeah. I, I was like, I've, n- I've never heard of a board game getting stuck in, in your head. I could be like that poor Neptunian who has a toy lodged in his brain. It's <laughs> so. true. I've got Ticket to Ride in my head. Oh, yeah, I love that song. Song? <laughs> when Betrayal on House on the Hill got stuck in my head, it changed my life forever. That's a terrible uh, clickbait article headline. Anyways. Well, well, welcome to Mike and Ben's cardboard board game corner. Man, if I had all the time in the world, I'd love to do a podcast about board games. That'd be fun. 
even it's though a, there are like several. Yeah, there's there there's certainly a shortage of them. So we're cornering the market. At the next house, Bender is offered a cookie when he he goes in to, to grab a cookie and it's a mouse trap and uh-huh. he's like, oh, what's in these? Like <laughs> they're somehow literally cookies. Sure. Uh, then he is uh, literally lit up with a fire fire thrower flamethrower. That's what they're called. Eh, fire. Th- it throws fire. Eh. What are you gonna do? Um, he then runs into Kwanzaa Bot as he's in transit. Um, Kwanzaa Bot has is handing out the uh, traditional book of Kwanzaa, which is entitled, "Quote: What the hell is Kwanzaa?" End quote. And he's been giving these out for six hundred and forty-seven years. I think the joke is actually made by the fact that he's been doing it for six hundred and forty-seven years. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the joke doesn't land to me. No, I agree. I think it's pretty good. Um, He's just got to keep fighting that uphill battle. I believe in Kwanzaa Bot. Me too, I guess. (laughs) guess. It's too hot to think. It's too hot to think. Back at Planet Express, they are all celebrating Xmas Eve. Mm -hmm. Fry is making bathtub eggnog just the way his grandma used to drink. And he tastes it and it's gone sour. And Zoidberg emerges and says, can't I have a scented bath in peace? And just starts scrubbing himself with a brush. That's super gross on all fronts. Every single level is atrocious. I would not want to drink eggnog someone has been bathing in, and I would not want to bathe in eggnog. I don't want to touch... I don't want to drink anything that was in a bathtub at all. That's how you make bathtub eggnog. Yeah, and you don't see me wanting to drink that ever all right to each their own i mean don't knock you you just said you didn't want to do this not when someone's bathing in it okay i see you're fine with it being a vessel you just don't want somebody inside of it as long as it's clean you clean it before you make eggnog in it it's gonna have to be really freaking clean to me man i'm done talking about eggnog it's too hot to even consider eggnog exists the only thing i want in a bathtub is a cool bath done Right now, at least. Leela's talking to the professor and points out, just remember, Bender is Santa this year. It's not the real Santa. Yes, you sound like a broken MP3. And then the moment Bender comes down, the professor uh, comes down the chimney. The professor pulls out a shotgun and shoots him twice. <laughs> uh, between the two, Leela's like, didn't you remember what I said? And he yells, No! it's very good (laughs) so great oh professor he lost that information so quickly and also i'm sure your roommates think i'm a crazy person my roommates um neighbors okay i was gonna gonna say i got roommates and didn't realize the 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 soul is willing but the brain is spongy and bruised (laughs) oh ain't it the truth back up on the roof Bender is like, oh man, this this stinks. I mean, he's been beaten and burned and shot. Yeah, and he's there's just... got to be another way, a better way. And so he drags the toys over to this uh, toys, toys for, for tots. tots dumpster or, or bin. Yeah, and then instead of putting them in there, he just dumps them down the sewer drain uh-huh. and then walks off. Then Bender takes a few moments to crack open uh, a beer and uh celebrate but schmitty and earl are waiting and see him and they capture him i love the line where 
uh, Earl is like, I smell a juicy promotion for me. And Schmitty's like, and a juicy rehiring back onto the forest for me. <laughs> like, there's a story there, and we don't get any bit of that story. And I want to know that story. I kind of like the hint of the story. I don't know if the, it, delving into that story would, would be as fruitful as you desire. I mean, it could be one of those situations where anything I imagine is going to be better than the story. But at the same time, like, I want to I wanna know what... I want to know Schmitty's story. Because, A, he's still walking around the streets of New New York on Christmas Eve, Xmas Eve, uh-huh. in his police uniform, hanging out with Earl, who's still a police officer. That's true. Like... What what's going on here? Why there like there's a story. I don't want to know that story. If you know the story or can make up a pretty decent one, tweet at Back to Futurama. I was about to say weirdest fan fiction ever, and then no, it's not. No, no. you know that's not. I know the case. that's not the case. So, In fact, that's pretty normal. Fa- like a pretty pretty good fan fiction. Not, uh, it's pr- pretty uh, mainstream. Let's put it that way. They arrest Bender for being Santa Claus. Uh, it's reported in the newspaper, along with the Hanukkah zombie being at large. And they he gets a, a immediate trial, which is pretty fantastic. Apparently, the future just works that fast. Um, and we see the Honorable Judge Whitey, which is this his? Is this his? I'm pretty intro? sure. I'm pretty sure. I don't it think is. we've seen him up till this point. Have we? I don't think we've been to the a judge yet so yeah because the only other time we saw um the hyper chicken lawyer was at the dupe headquarters so it was the head of the dupe exactly yeah so yeah i think this is the first time we see judge whitey he is uh basically a white millionaire there's not much more to him than that he's like he's the kind of guy that you see at the country club straight up Straight up. So, uh, ha- when asked what he pleads, Bender pleads, not Santa. Uh, z- the professor says, there he is again, and blasts him again with his, with his shotgun. Literally, the only note that I have written down for this entire trial scene is when uh, the lawyer, who is the, the hyper chicken, uh, who, I forget, does he have a name? I don't know. I, I, was, I, I can't think of it. I'm going to Google hyper chicken name. Uh, it did pull up the hyper chicken article on the infosphere. Okay. Uh, he doesn't seem to have a name because he's referred to as the hyper chicken. A simple alien from a backward backwoods asteroid is the most frequently seen lawyer in Futurama. He is a father and has often defended and prosecuted members of Planet Express crew. That's all we get. He doesn't have a name. If you would like to name the Hyper Chicken, please tweet at Back to Futurama. Anyways, uh, yes, my one of my uh, the only note that I have for this whole trial scene is that when uh, he's questioning the little girl, the and, little girl's name is Pramila, and he's just like like up up in her face, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I thought you was corn." <laughs> It's it's wonderful, like because he's like now don't be worried about anything anybody says, and then like goes after her. It's just uh huh hilarious. Um, he so, also just says, just, "Will you please point at that robot over there?" And then she does, and everybody's like, <gasps> "Yeah, it's it's pretty wonderful." The judge kind of shuts everything down 
uh, early and says that he's guilty because he's got a ham and mayonnaise dinner at his mansion. I don't like the concept of a ham and mayonnaise dinner. Mm-hmm. Like I'm only fine. those two things. I'm no fine other ingredients with a little mayonnaise on a ham sandwich. I don't I'm fine like, with ham. I don't like the idea of like. I've got a ham dinner with mayonnaise. Like, that sounds gross. It sure does. I will take the eggnog uh, in a bathtub over... Even the one that went sour? No. No, I told you. Only when people haven't been bathing in it. And when the bathtub's clean. There's a lot of conditions to this bathtub eggnog. And when it's not 90 degrees. That's another condition you've added. Why are you adding so many conditions to this bathtub eggnog? And when it has bourbon in it. Okay, I'm actually with you on that one. <laughs> so, um, uh, so yeah, he's been sentenced to death at sundown, which is pretty qu- pretty quick because when they arrested Bender, it was already dark. Mm-hmm. So like he's but, been arrested and tried and put to death or sentenced to death in a day, basically. The timeline doesn't make a ton of sense. No, I assume episode. like you 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 arrest him at at midnight. In the early hours of Christmas morning, and then the trial is on Christmas, I guess. See, yeah, that see, that's that's the thing because it it's implied that Santa has to go. Well, uh, that the rampage is not yet complete, hmm. so it all has to take like there. Is, okay, I'm with you now. Like there is some weird timeline shenanigans going because it, on it here. all has to be in like one night. The way it way it kind of pans out. Uh, the Planet Express crew goes to Neptune. Uh, they want to uh, save Bender, so they go to get Santa. Because of the pollution of the toy factory, which is going going quite well, it's it's a whole lot warmer than it had been. Uh, you can see the Neptunians wearing these stylish short shorts. Fry calls them breezy short shorts. I think they're pretty fashionable. So they, they take uh, Santa out of the ice. However, once they do that, the ice starts melting. They go on a rampage through the town and through the factory, and uh, they end up just running away. Yeah, they get uh, Fry and Lily get back on the ship and fly back to Earth, but Santa has hitched a ride. And he says some vaguely threatening things that I didn't write down. Something about a ra- I'll see you for my bloody rampage, Earth. Oh, <laughs> no, he says it's going to be a red Xmas. That's oh, right. that's right, yeah. So I was thinking like Red Wedding, which... Well, that's a different podcast than the one we're doing right now. I have I have never seen Game of Thrones, so I have no opinion on this one way or the other. I have seen Game of Thrones, and it's coming back very soon in where we're sitting. Other than the fact that I can use this uh, strength of never having seen Game of Thrones to know f- to feel no emotion when I bring up things like Hodor. Don't bring up Hodor. <laughs> Why are you using this power for evil? <laughs> Ah, and scene. So they concoct this scheme where they show up to the execution. Uh, which, first of all, the thing that I love about this execution, <laughs> Sorry, the thing that I love about this execution is that uh, they place him between these two big electromagnets yeah. to basically rip him apart. It's called the Magnacutioner. And good old Maggie, Mayor Poopenmeyer, <laughs> Mayor Poopenmeyer is going to pull the switch. When this random number generator reaches zero, it's not a countdown. Nope. It um, is not 
also not quite guaranteed it'll ever hit zero. It's that's random. It's, I, I love this. Well, it's like there's there's a joke that I I've heard where uh, I don't remember what the setup is, but basically somebody says that they've got a, a random number generator and they start it up. It goes three, three, three three and then somebody says hey i thought you made a random number generator and it's like i'm not sure that if i may have like (laughs) i I can't tell if i did or not oh i love random number generator um but yeah so they start the random number generator and it goes 10 3 12 3 again 15 negative (laughs) 8 um so lila comes in during the random number generation and uh tries to get them to stop stop the execution because here's the real santa and fry walks in kind of in a poor representation of santa and says i'm santa and so does hermes and amy and the professor and then zoidberg comes in and i'm his friend jesus and he's got like glowing like auras around him it's such a wonderful like weird transcendental heavenly moment of zoidberg walking in dressed as jesus Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah they're basically like i am spartacus saying yeah the santa situation and and mayor poopenmeyer's like what what are you talking about none of you are robots and then it hits zero and he pulls pulls the switch and so bender kind of starts getting ripped apart and uh, as is true, because he's being affected by magnets, he starts singing folksy tunes. Uh, he he sings "Swing Low, Sweet Chariot," and just then Santa comes in and destroys these electromagnets and saves Bender. As the destruction is happening, Mayor Poopenmeyer is like, "Help me, Jesus!" And Zoidberg's like, "I help those who help themselves." Oh, I'm sorry. I just love Zoidberg in this episode because he's only in it like twice and it's so good each time. So yeah, Santa is uh, his, is trying to get Bender to help him save Christmas because he's running out of he's running late and he needs to complete his rampage. Yeah. The, the, and then he, they uses, do. he uses the line, won't you join my slaying tonight? Which is a pretty clever plan it's, words, I have to say. Th- there's a lot of pretty clever things going on in this episode when it comes to the... Uh, the holiday stuff but they end up going on the rampage they blow up a used diaper uh it's like a a truck truck. for a diaper service yeah and then diapers go everywhere including on people's heads on people's wedding cakes which who's walking around new new york with a wedding cake on xmas hey i don't i don't judge you you do you judge me all the time that's fair And we get a, a brief shot back to Planet Express where everybody's sort of huddled together in the dark. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that Fry is kind of kind of has a, a epiphany about the whole idea because this Xmas has brought people together through fear. Yeah. So maybe Xmas in the future isn't all bad. Yeah. The Except for the pain. and Fear has brought us together. And that's the magic of Xmas, which I feel is... Maybe sometimes a little too true in real life as well. Sure. And even the professor's like, oh, that's a big crock of... And then an explosion happened. He's like, hold me. <laughs> and then they like crun- like sc- sc- just scrumple to... Oh, good Lord. Scrumple. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they just get to as close as possible. Uh, so Santa and Bender are flying through space again. And uh, Kwanzaa shows back up and he talks about a, uh, a luau hosted by the Hanukkah zombie. And asking if they'll be there. They say, word. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, Santa gives Bender a present to show him his appreciation for being Santa while he was trapped in the ice. Hey, I think you forgot something. It's empty. And he says uh, he makes a, he has some rhyme. I didn't write down what the rhyme is, but basically he's like, um, you know, the box is empty, but the message is clear. Uh, play Santa again, and I'll kill you next year. And kicks him out. Yeah, I think that sleigh. is the rhyme. So good I, job. I, I was pulling pretty close. I don't remember what it was exactly. Yeah, I think no, it was pretty close. That's pretty good. And he kicks him out, and then there's some menacing laughter, and that's the end of the episode, which leads directly into grades. So as I mentioned before, Holiday Episodes and I are not fans of each other. Um, actually, that's not true. I've never questioned Holiday Episodes and what they think of me. Yeah, see, um, don't don't put words in the Holiday Episodes mouths. However, regardless, I'm not usually the biggest fan of Holiday Episodes, and I think it really shows in this episode. Um, this is the second Xmas episode. I don't think it's as good as the first Xmas episode. It definitely has its moments. I like, uh, I really do like some of the jokes. The uh, Zoidberg as Jesus particularly <laughs> is yeah. maybe one of the best Futurama jokes of all time just because of that glowing aura mm-hmm. all around him. It's so beautiful and so amazing. But I don't know. It's It's an episode that I always feel just a little bit bored between all of the jokes. Um, I don't really care a whole lot for the Xmas episodes and I don't know it's just they never quite do it for me um I think they're all right I don't think they're great uh C plus okay I I don't have as like I I do like uh holiday episodes and um well I do agree with you on the fact that this is not probably as good as the first one is it you know sequel episodes generally aren't as good as the first ones uh, I do think there's a lot to say about this episode. Uh, the song is really catchy and really well done. It's a it's a clever kind of. Uh, there's some more world build, world building, even though Neptune they've either terraformed it or just swung and missed on the what Neptune actually is. Or probably just didn't care, or probably just didn't care. I mean, Cowboy Bebop did that all the time too, where they're like, "Oh, hey, look, Jupiter's habitable." What? F- I digress. Fair enough. Um, yes, this is my great segment. Thank you. Don't know where that voice came from. I apologize already. Um, no, but I, I, I don't. I, I think to me this is a reasonable episode. Um, it's not like you know an A plus, which we've talked about. There's only a few that we've even talked about so far that have been like unequivocal uh, great episodes. I, I do think this is better than the, than your uh, interpretation of it uh, t- for me at least. Um, so I'm going to give it, I think it's pretty solid. I think it's going to, I'm going to give it a B. Okay. Well, if any of you out there listening want to let us know what you think about this episode, if you want to let us know what you think about Neptunian Millhouse, my new Fallout Boy country tribute band. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, tour dates will be on, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on NeptunianMillhouse.com. Oh God, I wonder if that's available. <laughs> <laughs> neptunianmillhouse.com oh um, man yeah if you want to if you want to talk to us about anything uh regarding futurama or um man we didn't even talk about the the new game that had come yeah, out I, I have i haven't had a chance to play it because i've, I've played been... it a little bit it's pretty good it it it's kind of one of those kind of i don't i don't think it's farmville but it's you know you 
you click on somebody, they do an action, then you can unlock like a section of New New York, okay. and you're trying to save Leela, who has fallen into to, to like time. It's okay. it's very interesting. Uh, yeah, I need I need to hopefully get a, a bit more of a chance to play it. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, if you want to talk anything about Futurama, we, we love talking about Futurama, obviously. So. Uh, always feel free to get in contact with us. You can email us by sending an email to back to the Futurama podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at back to Futurama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash back to Futurama. Uh, we are on uh, iTunes podcast. Apple, po- Apple. Apple podcasts now. Yeah. They changed it. It's weird. It's uh, iTunes slash Apple podcasts. We are there. Uh, find us. Uh absolutely rate and review and subscribe hopefully better than adequate but you know hey you do you i we 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 love the fact that you're willing to to listen to the podcast and rate it so maybe at some some point we can go up the charts and and have more people to talk futurama with all right well it's like 90 million degrees in here uh-huh, so it's i think very hot. i think that's going to do it for us today and uh until next week i'm ben and i'm mike Goodbye from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.